What's up, Jimbo? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, Josh? I, I'm having a uh, fantastic day, I would have to say. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. And you know what? Uh, I wouldn't have thought that this would be things that make it fantastic. But um, I'm, I'm, you know, back on campus at work, and I, it's been a little bit lonely. It's been like a ghost town here at work um, as I've been here for a while, and uh, teachers have not been required to come back to school um, and be on campus until today. And it feels like the first day of school again. Um, it, it's, it's so nice to see everybody. Everybody's got the same, you know, feelings and sensations. Students don't come in until Thursday. But um, but every, everything's it's it's really really fun and I I had forgotten how fun my job can be and um, how fun the the sorts of people I work with are so so I'm I'm really really pleased to be back and I'm really curious to you know it's interesting we do you um, think if I may do you think if yeah. I may that it's <clears throat> that it's not merely that these specific groups of folk, although there's that plays into it, that to some degree you miss them, but you also just miss the social aspect of being around others? Oh, I, I think that that's certainly true, but I've always felt particularly lucky to be at the campus I am at, at the department, at the department that I am in, with the people that I um, am in uh, physically, physical proximity to, as well as um, like where my classroom is, any number of things. And yes, there may be a certain degree of, um, you know, training to it or a psychological component um, of it being normal and therefore comforting. But um, but I, like I said, I, I, I'm just remarkably thrilled to an extent that would have shocked the me of, say, two years ago, where I was like, sweet, I get to be back on campus, and <laughs> there are going to be students right. there. <laughs> very, very funny, funny experience. Sure. But that makes well, sense, as we say. What's that? I said that makes sense, as as we like to say. Yeah, yeah, one that I'm I'm particularly thankful for, yes. Um. But uh, anything, anything exciting, exciting in your world? I, I have a new recipe that I got to chat about. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I will say with um, thrilled anticipation that I am now scheduled to get a shot. And uh, without going into the details of how that happened, I, I, I am. I'm here, and I'm, I am, I, I have uh, had an over sort of an overwhelming sense of sort of anticipation, relief, um, nervousness that I, I, I might have almost associated with, you know, is, there's certain nervousness is like, you know, is there going to be any side effects, but other nervousness is that are more associated with good things that are about to happen, like graduating or something like that. Oh, yeah, well, you know what, and it, I was going to say that, it, that it's also exciting because I feel like um, it was all kind of up in the air and nebulous when we last spoke. And so this is one of those, one of those, it pays off if you listen to every episode thing, that there's, there's a, an amount of closure that you're getting the shot. Imagine how fulfilled everyone else will feel when they hear that you've gotten the shot. And then oh my goodness. there's going to be a build up to a second shot, unless this is, is this the Johnson and Johnson one or is it a, a, a two? No, no, no. It is a twofer. It, oh, there's geez. a two, there's a twofer process. Okay. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like Godfather one and part two. <laughs> we get to drag the joy out, right? And uh, and and God willing, there will not be a Godfather part three. 
Uh, yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, I, I'm still on shot number one. I get shot number two next week. And so we'll see Fantastic. how that goes. I'm a little nervous about my experience because we have um, – we're both getting the shot next week on Friday, and we have to help someone move on Saturday. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Do you mind if I ask who who you're helping move? Uh, her brother. And oh, her brother. It's, it's it's really and her brother who has relocated from Texas and has no other uh, connections here whatsoever. And right. it's, luckily, it's a matter of um, he got one of those pods, so he like he's he's been here for like six weeks. By pod, you mean a moving pod, not like a, a group of people that are are not around anyone else. Right. Not right, a COVID. Right, exactly. Not a COVID pod, but like a. A, mo- a mobile, they're almost like mobile, con- you know, containers or dumpsters that people put their crap in when they move. Exactly. Yeah. And so the logistics will not be that troubling. If You know, it's already packed up, and so it's really just a matter of being physically present to move things. And I'm just hoping that, that it all works out. I hope so, too. I recently uh, read someone's very funny tweet. That obviously comes from a place of privilege, but it said, uh, hey, if you're over – if you're, it could have been over 30, over 40, but the idea is that if you're around our age, um, hire movers. Nobody wants to sit on the floor eating pizza and drinking two Bud Lights to help you move. Well, yeah. You know, I, I've told you before, though, that helping people move is kind of like my thing. I'm a big you, fan what? of help. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I do recall you saying that, but I'm not sure what it is you like about it. Well, I always offer to help people move when I know that somebody's moving. And the reason why is, first of all, I know that it's always more work than anyone expects. And yes. I know that it's that, that not only is it more work than anyone expects, but it's more work than anyone expects just doing the physical moving. And once you've moved everything, there's still all that other stuff that you have to arrange. So I feel like it's a very um, – specific way for me to be of service to a friend and I but the other thing that I'm very big on is telling the person that I have a window so in other words I'm I'm here and I'm available (laughs) I'm very helpful for at least 45 minutes no 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 I'm I'm very helpful and I'm available between 9 and 12 and if I get there and you're ready to go I'm going to work from 9 to 12 and I will do everything if you still are not ready to go and we have to be packing dishes at that point in time, I'll pack dishes. But if, if you were not prepared for me at 9, and you need to know that I'm leaving at 12. You don't need to – and you don't need to give me pizza and you don't need to give me beer. I'm here to help, and I will work, and I will do all that I can between 9 and 12. But at, sure. at 12, I'm done, you know, because I've gotten involved in enough moving situations that end up dragging on forever. And I, I'm not here – to do anything but facilitate the move. And I know also what a big difference if you, you know, if someone can do six more car loads, that's six car loads worth of stuff that the person who's moving doesn't need to do. And so, like, I, I'm all about the, the helping someone move. That, you know, and I'm not tooting my own horn that I'm that charitable otherwise, but that, that is one thing that I believe philosophically I know that I remember the people who helped me move. And I think that that's just one of the ways that you can help out uh, a homie or homette during a time when you know that it will be 
Um, not appreciated like they will, you know, owe you, but it will be appreciated in that they will recognize that you did something that you did not need to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tease this out though. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is your is your is is your maximum window typically three hours? Uh, generally speaking, with the, with the status of my life, it's usually about three hours. Yeah. Oh, right. So. I mean, have you ever, and I'm, and I'm being honest now, have you ever been able to successfully move all of someone's stuff in three hours? Uh, no, no. But it's, uh, to, to help somebody, it does not mean you're taking on the Herculean task of completing the entire thing. I know, I know. I, I'm not, I'm, dude, I'm not saying you're not being helpful. I'm not trying to call you out on that. I just wanted to know, like, you know, any any help is always appreciated help, absolutely. But, but I mean, I kind of, and these days, it's very rare that anyone asks me to move anymore. But when I do, I, gen- I generally understand that I'm I'm giving them my day, and that um, because because right you know and and I'm not knocking you for giving three hours because three hours is better than nothing. But I also know how moving best laid plans people intend to have all their dishes packed by nine a.m. But ha- that has never happened in my memory that I've got shown up at a location and people are like, all right, now we're moving boxes. That's all you got to do. Well, it's but I, up in, involved more. Right. Well, the, the other thing though, that I make clear is that I'm not, I'm not here for talking. You don't need to entertain me. You don't need to feed me. Possibly I'll drink a water bottle, but that, you know, because the other thing that I found is that if you don't give people a window, like you show up and then we're like, how much do you have packed? Well, you know, I got to do this and I got to do that. And then there's some degree of socializing that it's a job right now. We, if You know we're friends. I get No, right? no, I get it. Yeah. Even, even I then up. I know. Right. No, I know. I know. They're always, it's always like that. Even when there's a window, people are always like, well, I wanted to get more done, but, but whatever. Hey, good. You're moving this. You're moving after your second shot, and and who knows? Maybe that'll be good for you. Maybe it'll get the like the muscles moving in a way that it gets the get gets the medicine through you faster. I don't know. So, and by the way, out of fairness, this ain't my ship that I'm that I'm sailing in terms of helping the move. There is no window for this, and okay. um, I have a degree of fear that that um that it, it will it will definitely be an all day thing. I'm saying in the perfect world where I'm actually in charge of my but own this time. Is, but this is, this is the brother that makes the homemade Chick-fil-A sauce, right? He makes the homemade Chick-fil-A sauce, yeah. So there so, is I mean, that. There, there, there probably will be food involved at some point. Well, there will be I don't mean he's going to buy it for you. I'm just saying y'all are going to celebrate with some sort of meal. Yeah, well, I, you know what? And not only will we do that, he's also the brother who makes – he made uh, traditional uh, German food. He made schnitzel. And um, it was it was one of the, it was definitely I'm gonna say it was definitely the best meal that I had all year last year when he made the traditional German dish. I don't even know what all the stuff was, but it was all awesome. There was some sort of German noodle action. There was so um, special, special. What's that? Special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But also the I I can't remember if it was chicken or if it was pork. Was I believe the schnitzel. So it was it was the full deal. It took it was I was supposed to be responsible for cooking a portion of it, and I think I only did the two sauces. We also had some sort of you, wild, you brought the uh, sauerkraut. You brought the sauerkraut, maybe. No, no, I was there while it was all being cooked, but he was pretty. I did I did some meat pounding too, 
Um, I'll bet you did. I'll bet you did. Yeah, well, well, the the sad thing was we didn't have an official meat pounder, and um, there was – But with your vast experience and your age, I'm sure you're familiar with the beating of the meat. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Uh, And we had the German, German potato salad, too which I'm not a huge potato salad guy, but um, in the spirit that it was presented, um, I did enjoy quite a bit. So I am looking forward to some more German food. And, Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking uh, so, of food, so, uh, have you had any recent culinary experiences? Um, well, you know what? The most, Okay, so I don't think we've talked about this before, but I have I have decided, and this is going to be a hard and fast rule, that I, and unless someone – does something different or teaches me something different, I am done cooking chicken breast. As far as I'm concerned, chicken thigh all the way. Um, we did a, a chicken breast uh, like a um, – shoot, uh, you know, tomato and basil and mozzarella cheese, uh, caprese uh, chicken breast. And um, it, was, it was very fast to cook, and, and um, it smelled really good. But, man, if, if my chicken breast – and if, if this, this meat was also pounded – um, but chicken breast often um, ends up being dry for me, and uh, I'm sure that, that there's some better way for, for it to be done. I don't really know, but, man, I cannot mess up a chicken thigh because the other thing that we had was, like, a chicken Caesar chicken thigh, with a, and it was just chicken thigh, Caesar dressing, and, and Parmesan cheese, and it was yeah. delicious. Was it skinless um, breast? It was uh, the breast and the thighs were skinless. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I mean, you because I mean, it? I would say that oftentimes the skin keeps the moisture in and makes it a little juicier, but it's also not as quite healthy. Right. Well, and supposedly thighs are not as healthy as breast either, but I I don't care. Thighs are are uh, consistently better. Right. You're more of a you're more of a leg man than a breast man. Right. <laughs> so to speak. Right. Yeah, you know, but you know, I I'll eat either because at some point also there's 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 all kinds of ways to uh, in, to enjoy food so to speak, but also just consume food because ultimately food is fuel. So at some yeah, you know, so you may have a preference for one thing over another, but that doesn't if there's any accompaniment that also makes it good. For example, in the crazy salad, you do have the freshness of the tomatoes and the basil and then the 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 sort of creamy fattiness of the of the mozzarella cheese so if there's some other healthy components to offset it it, it still can be a, a pleasurable meal well i could have this chicken caesar uh size i could have it once a week eat with no no dissatisfaction whatsoever anything anything but, on your your menu for the last week um well we did um i get tiki masala chicken last night that was chicken breast skinless boneless and it was good man it was real good it wasn't dry i don't know what i don't know what leslie was able to achieve uh in her in the way that she cooked it and of course there were the spices in the sauce so when it's served in a sauce and the and the pieces are cubed up sort of small enough they're not even if they dry out it's drenched in sauce right so so as long as you don't overcook it so you're not chewing a little bits of leather it's fine okay so that may have been what it made what made it so good and i and, and i'm not trying to say well we made chicken and it was good i was just sort of like that's the last thing that we had that i really like no no that's, <laughs> just, yeah, that's perfect just so happens that it was chicken 
And, oh, dude, we did grilled escalar, which is a fish. Are you familiar with escalar? No, I'm, no, I'm not. It's like a type of sea bass. I'm not entirely sure what part of the ocean it swims in or what have you, but she she got this. It's, we're in some sort of, uh, I don't know, with those community basket things, like where they drop off produce once a week. Well, this is a seafood one that's once a month. And in the last one came some escalar, and we just, it was literally just grilled on the barbecue, olive oil, salt and pepper, that's it. And it was so good. It was, uh, it was a white fish, it's kind of like halibut, uh, mm-hmm. but it was so steaky and creamy, you would not have known that you were eating fish. It, it would have, you would have felt like a, a tender pork or something. I don't know. It, it was, it was probably my favorite thing of the week that I ate. Very nice. And so you get a seafood uh, basket or a seafood crate box. Yeah, every box once a month, once a week? So, yeah, it's called a Real Good Fish, I want to say. Um, and it's out, it's out of the Bay Area. And what it is, they're, they're basically a bunch of fishermen that are circumventing the middleman, if you will, in the same way farmer, far, you know, like the farmer table, the farmers are circumventing the middleman with the produce boxes. We used to do it twice a month or every other week. And uh, at some point, we would have to go to pick it up, and they were, it was at this location that was also like a local little brewery, and they stopped doing the drop-off. So our, our next option was to do a, a – they would deliver, but only once a month. And so now they've, they've partnered with other suppliers, so it's a meat – it's a meat box. But generally, okay. once a month, we get two fish and two other form of uh, meat, and it can be anything, whatever they put in there. So chicken – this last time it was a cut of steak that uh, was kind of a tougher cut that we turned into carne asada. I think I mentioned that on a previous episode. So another uh, one of those, it pays to listen. Yes, yes. Does the meat come pre-pounded? <clears throat> they do not beat your meat for you. Uh, that's that's the shame. Right. It depends. I, they might. I don't know. So, so far we've been responsible for beating our own meat. Uh, well, compared to um, other places, can you beat their meat? Can I beat their meat? <laughs> I've never asked. I think that's something you should definitely get permission for. Um, <laughs> it's the custom know. box. Right. Well, I mean, whatever. Whether it's, you know, what, however it works. You know, custom. I mean, that, that I, I would think that that would be automatically custom, but just by definition. But customarily, I think you're supposed to ask permission. Okay, you... okay, good. Glad to know ahead of time. Now that we've thoroughly uh, worn out that juvenile innuendo. I, I don't know what uh, you mean. I mean I... <laughs> nice. Have you, have you been watching anything recently? I, I, I have a feeling that our, um, our paths are, are going uh, separate directions in the woods, so to speak. Diverging um, for our, for our, uh, for our, our streaming entertainment, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause I'm, Still going through the crown, uh, season and a half through. Still uh, think it's extraordinarily good, and um, I, I'm thankful because it's something that I would never have been interested in um, in the past. I've never paid attention to English royalty, and I feel like I, I like I, I'm learning, um, and I'm learning about just um, relations and the, the whole notion of the difference between the elected leaders and the um, 
I would say inbred leaders, but I don't think that's the right word. The bloodline. Well, they are inbred to a certain degree, but yes. Right. I know that I was I was trying to think of something different though. Um, but nonetheless, and then their relation to um, the the population and just the nebulous nature of control. Um, you know, as your population is unhappy with you, it's it's I I cannot recommend something something more. I, I I'm way well, way enjoying it. I don't, I'm going to, yeah, so I don't know how much time we got, but I'm going to say, so we have been, we have been diverging and that's fine. We can recommend to each other, make them more fun. But I'm going to tell you that if you have access to HBO Max, you have through tomorrow to watch Queen and Slim. And I assure you, Josh, this is right up your alley. It is, it is a phenomenal film on, on, on multiple levels. The performances, the, the uh, script, the dialogue, the, uh, the, 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 the direction. And, um, basically, dude, are you familiar with the story? I do, I do know the story, yes, but you can give us, give us the quick rundown. Right. So it starts off, this, this couple is on a date. It's just the first date. It's, it's, uh, it's a Tinder date, in fact. We know that she's an attorney and he's potentially more working class and they're in sort of a, uh, just a diner of places. She's not impressed. And she asked him, you, you know, and she was, she's describing her experiences as an attorney where she, she works a lot on pro bono death penalty cases. And she accuses him of only taking her to this place on a date because it's the best thing he can afford. And he says, no, it's because it's black owned. They're both black. I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. And eventually they're leaving their date, and you assume that the date's going to be over and their lives are never going to cross again because it wasn't that great of a date. When he gets pulled over, he gets pulled over by a white cop, uh, stuff ensues, he ends up killing the cop, right, in Mm -hmm. self-defense, and soon they're on the run. And there's an element of Bonnie and Clyde to it, but that's not really fair because they're not – a willing criminals. They're not mm-hmm. even criminals, right? And so, and this, uh, it starts in Ohio, and their 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 plan is to flee first to New Orleans, where they can hold up because she's got an uncle. So it becomes almost a story of the underground underground railroad, but told in reverse, because they're they're fleeing the opposite direction from the from the north to the south, mm-hmm. and they have to do it in secret. And it is so worth it. What, one of the elements, uh, directing elements that it was a small touch, but one that I really appreciated, would be where they, the uh, characters would be interacting, speaking to each other. Then suddenly, it would cut. It would be the same scene, but cut to they're just the voiceover of the same dialogue, but them not actually moving their lips. So it was no longer synced, just giving each other looks, almost like they were reading each other's minds. But you, the viewer, are taken out of it in such a way that you really focus on the emotion and the words that they're saying because it's not customarily how that scene is shot. Mm-hmm. So the elements like that uh, that make it so worth it uh, and, and tell so much of which I know is the generic thing what every movie does. Right. And well, and but it, and back to our you know and to link it to the crown and or or think not it was the crown is this is us but when I talked about like things being emotionally manipulative yes it definitely utilized the tools of 
filmmaking to uh, to to get uh, an emotional reaction out of the viewer. But it was based on experiences that uh, were, I don't want to say unique, but significant in, in in bigger ways for these characters. In the in the specific in the specific relative to this specific story, but then uh, it was specific, but then also related to how people feel in general about racial relations in the U.S. Right. Well, I will say, now I have not seen it, and I'm afraid that that window does not work for me at all. Um, I wish that it did, uh, you, and you had told me on Sunday um, about this, or you shot me a text about it on Sunday, but last night was Saturday, Saturday. I believe. Was it Saturday? Well, Sunday was Blues Band, and Saturday was Spanish Band, or uh, Monday was Spanish Band, and I got other family stuff going on. I will I will definitely check it out at some point, and I will add that you didn't um, spoil anything that was not in the trailer. So we're all right with that. So I'm pleased that you're all right with that. And right. uh, with that, I'm going to have to say uh, uh, good day, sir. We'll have more to talk oh, about dear. later on. Cool. Sure. See ya. Until next week. Well, we're moving on up. Just to get up.